Welcome to the new media show. We're back. Doing the new media show again. People are actually going to listen to this jump. We do it live. We're live right now. We'll just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We just can't get enough. The new media show. Let's go. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. Bada bing, bada boom. The new media show. We do it live. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We're going live. The new media show. I'm like Adam Curry, and you're more like John C. Dvorak. I think I am Adam Curry, and you're the old curmudgeon. We do it live on the new media show again. The new media show. Technology. We make it sound so special. Hey, Rob. Yes, we do. Make it sound special. (laughs) We're live. I don't know why I hit the long one today after we had a, you know, delayed start to the show, but everyone's got it. And uh, people are piling into the room. Welcome to everybody that's on Facebook, on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Made a false flag start today because some reason, Wow's about every three months, flips me the bird and says, ah, we can't authenticate through Facebook anymore. I might as well just make a note every 90 days to reconnect. But anyway, it is what it is. And I think it's going to be much calmer here today, Rob. Yes. Well, I don't know. We'll see. There's some... There's always something happening in the podcasting space that always gets gets us going. Seems like. But I will say last show, <laughs> the two hour mega marathon show. Yep. There was uh, a lot of comments that came in. <laughs> <laughs> there was comments on Twitter. There was comments on Facebook. There was comments in my email. How about you? I I think we poked a bear, no question about it. <laughs> I think um, so. Tanner poked a bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of knew that that would probably happen by bringing Tanner on. So I, I think it was, it's a topic I think that touches a nerve um, with the podcasting community. If you think about it from a historical perspective and kind of where we're going in the future, I I think it kind of hits that convergence. And I think we are going to talk about it at uh, Podcast Movement <laughs> well, now because of recent uh, adjustments to the guests that are going on there. So, well, yeah. y- you know, I, I, I think what it boils down to, and I think a few people had some misconceptions about him as well. He's been podcasting a while. It's not like he's a fresh kid on the block. Right. So those that That's missed true. that, so he's just frustrated he's not growing, and that's universal. And not making money. Right, right. So both and, of those people. And, and that's yeah. universal. And um, so, you know, I had some commentary. It's like, do the work. Work hard. You, you, you Work hard comes to success. And, I, and I'm not going to say he isn't working hard or others aren't working hard. But I think, Rob, you and I both know this is, this is hard. <laughs> Yeah, it can be. And, and I think you have to treat it with the respect that you would have to treat uh, a startup company. Right. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people aren't willing to do. And I think that's, that's what creates this tension is that it should be easier than it is. And it's not, it's not easier. I I subscribed to a new, new, new YouTube channel this week and uh, they had just hit about 50,000 subs and were starting to climb. And, uh, They've done 400, 400 videos right. to put the time in to get to 50,000 subs. And they were happy that they were 
you know, they were now monetized and making some money, but they had, but how long did it take me to find them? And they have a YouTube channel and they don't do Instagram. They don't do Twitter. They don't do Twitch. They don't have a Facebook page. They are just on YouTube. And many people on YouTube that are successful YouTubers are all over the place. They're on, they're doing stuff on, you know, you name it, uh, TikTok. They're doing outtakes on Instagram. They're doing, they're doing Patreons. They're doing all this stuff already. And yeah, I think that's the key here is that the successful folks in the podcasting space and off podcasting that may be doing podcasting as well are what I like to call kind of multi-medium content creators, right? So they're creating stuff in video, they're creating stuff in social, they're doing live Facebook, they're doing live YouTube, they're pre-recording for YouTube, shorter form content, and they're doing podcasting too. It takes a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But but it does reach audiences much more rapidly. But I I was actually pleasantly surprised in a – post that I saw on the podcast movement Facebook group where someone asked the question and I just kind of, I sat back. I had, I wanted to wait. Um, it was something to do with, do I need a blog for my podcast? And I really wanted to see what the, and it was really two divided camps. Mm -hmm. There was this camp that was, how should we say it? An anchor like show. They said, no, you don't need that. Whereas the others, no, it's an integral part. It's needed. Some of the same things I've been saying, need to blog on non-podcast days. Just, you know, these same themes that we've talked about on the show a lot. So I think it ran about 70, 30, 70% saying yes, you do, 30% saying you don't. And the large majority of those that said that you don't were on lockdown single function platforms and mm-hmm. um you know so i thought that was i thought that was telling and i weighed in at it i don't know why how deep in the thread i was i just basically said the same thing it was you know one can't live without the other and vice versa at least for me and yeah i feel that that tension as well todd around whether or not you know a podcaster needs their own website for their podcast. I feel a, a tension that pulls both ways. It's sure. like, I think if you put a half-hearted effort into your website and it doesn't do very much, sure, it's not going to do very much for you either. I think it's about what you invest in it, what you put into it, how much optimization you do around SEO, how much you put into it around having episode pages that have good metadata, good good depth in there that you can get indexed well in Google for important keywords for your podcast. Um, if you're not willing to put that effort in, yeah, you're probably going to have a lackluster experience around traffic to your website. You know, I, I work hard at it in this latest change yeah. that Google made last month with, uh, right. their Alago changes. Mm-hmm. I have good page scores and all that stuff, but I still have seen a little dip because Google changed a little bit. So I'm not getting as much search traffic into the site as I was. I've known some of the search terms that I typically look for have dropped. I'm not winning the search result game as much now on new episodes. So it's really taken me some time to go back and relook at, okay, how are we writing content? How, you know, what is, what has changed at Google? Do a little bit of reading. It doesn't take much, a couple hours of study. And I've kind of come up with a strategy on what I'm going to do and some tweaks. 
So most podcasters are not going to take two or three hours and kind of follow what is happening, you know, in the world of discovery and to be right. able to make, you know, optimization moves to, to websites. So again, it's not for everyone and the people don't have the time, but you know, I've got a vested interest to make sure this show and my show are, are found in, in a, you know, a very high prominent way. And again, I think that it really depends on your goals. So, you know, it goes back to, there's not one, one shoe fits all because right. if you're part of that group that they don't care about, they're not ever going to worry about making money. They're doing this for fun. They're doing this for art or for cause or some, some other reason. Right. Maybe the website's not as important to them because it is what it is. Whereas those that are a little more serious or, you know, not maybe it shouldn't even say that because I can't, those other 50% are just as serious. There's just different goals. And, yeah. uh, and that's why I tried to make clear in with Tanner that there's no rules here. You do what you want to do, you know, right. rock, rock on. Yeah. And I'm sure Google is changing their algorithm because really what we're talking about really is more what they call organic search. Yeah which is basically free listings. Um, Google may be shifting in the algorithm over to um, driving people into more paid, paid uh, listings. Um, I know, you know, there's a lot of incentive to drive people over to paid listing versus organic listings. So I don't know, you know, if they're doing anything like that, but certainly if you look at the patterns of, of Facebook and things like that about deprioritizing posts uh, and then, and, you know, if you pay five bucks, guess what? You get, you know, two or three or 4,000 more people looking at your stuff, mm -hmm. you know, um, that may be what's going on here with, with Google too. So I don't know, you know, these companies are into making money. So it's, it's a complicated equation to try and figure out. And so, you know, again, I think what it real boils down to, Hey Doug, thanks for checking in on the chat. Mike, good afternoon. If you're watching make sure you say hello to us. We want to hear from you. I, and I, I think in the end, it really, um, it just really boils down to doing your thing with your show and, and not just, okay. I, I, I run home to mama a lot and talk about having your own website, but that's not it. It's, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I'm getting ready to hit episode 50. I live in a relatively small metropolitan area. Call every radio station, call every television station, say, Hey, I'm getting ready to hit my 50th episode on my podcast. It's about this. Is there a story there for you? And there may not right. be a story this week, but a month from now, you'll be in the list. Of, hey, remember that guy or gal has that show on whatever right. topic? We're going to have something that in, in, the, in our news series this week. So we're going to be talking about, let's talk to that individual. Or, you know, how did I get I on mean, the Something could, could break in the news about podcasting. You know, that, yep. that sparks their interest. How, how did I get on the BBC call list? It's because I kept plugging, I kept plugging, I kept plugging. And I don't live in Hawaii no more, so I don't get called for the BBC Pacific region commentary that happens in Asia. So, right. you know, so what do I have to do? Do I want to have to be able to give commentary to Europe? Well, I'm kind of in the middle, so no. So it's one of those things where oftentimes where you live, your content, and how you're going to get connected. but. 
again, I go back to the success that we saw with so many of the tech shows. What did we all do? We had our own trip to Mecca, which was CES, you know, and, and that was where tech bloggers and tech podcasters went. That's where we went for content. That's where we met, went to met companies and make connections and, and build audience by giving them alternate content. And, you know, it could have been if, if, if you're, uh, you know, whatever your content is, there, there's, there's a conference for you. Yeah. And are you going, are you applying for press credentials? Are you spending two or three days of, of PTO? from your job at an event where, cause that's what I did. Right. You know, I had to take well, PTO, yeah. you know, I couldn't go. I just couldn't go. You know, my employer was yeah. like, you got to put in some vacation days. Right. It wasn't free. Yeah. I did the same thing in the early days. I, I, I wrote articles in newspapers and, and got on radio shows. I mean, real radio shows. Right. And got on television and all sorts of stuff back in the early days of doing my show. And it, it sparks other things to happen that you don't know are going to happen. Like I got a listing in PC magazine right. for my show saying that this was one of the best online audio shows. So, know, so it just, it's, it's, yeah. it's the one of 100 things you have right. to do. You and don't always know when you're going to break don't know. through. You have no idea. How right. did, how did we get and I've told this story many times and maybe people in this audience don't know it, but how did we, how did we get the, um, the ability to have a, a pro bono booth at CES? Now the first year I got a pro bono booth at CES to do live. I had to pay for my security, my internet, I had to pay for everything. I just got the booth. How did I do that? Well, we, we did a live event on the NBC Universal stage when they were still going to CES. I, we begged, Jeffrey had a connection. I, I, long story short, we ended up on the NBC Universal stage and we did a live thing during in between multi-million dollar set in, in just kind of threw it together, a laptop, single camera. There was million dollars worth of cameras on the stage, but they all had union guys on that I couldn't afford to pay. So I propped up a, a tripod we wired everyone up. I mean, it was, it was as hokey as it could get, but we hit 45,000 people on a live stream and the people at, at NBC are looking at this, like we just had someone on that's a world renowned quote unquote blogger live and she didn't move the needle And here. You got three dudes. So what did we do? We took that information. We took the CSS, see what we did with just an hour. Mm -hmm. And Okay, have a booth. And then we did. We 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 spent two years in purgatory. It's uh, if those of you that have ever been to the Las Vegas Convention Center on Central Hall Upper, is it Central? Am I? Anyway, yeah, you, two story you, deal. Uh, Was it? That's not set in the north. North? No, not north. No, that's South Hall. South Hall. South Hall Upper. I was all the way in the back left hand corner. I was in the worst possible. If if you walk from that booth to North Hall, that was a 30 to 40, that's a 35-minute haunch, huffing around people. And I had people coming from North Hall, huffing 30 minutes to be on a five-minute interview with us. And we turned 50 interviews over, actually almost 100 interviews over three or four days. And so what did we do? Then a couple of years later, then I ended up in North Hall, right outside the taxi stand. Mm -hmm. And it's still, yeah. then they said, oh, we'll pay for your bandwidth, but you have to pay for your security. 
They have a price security at CES. That's a $4,000 bill. They have someone sit in your outside your booth from 5 p.m. to 7 a.m. So make sure things don't walk away. Right. right. You know, and then ultimately we end up in pavilions and, you know, had, you know, everything was our lock and key. And so what did, how, how did that happen? We, we paid our dues. Right. I turned down the spot Leo Laporte was in for many, many years. It was a great spot because mm -hmm. we, because I knew how much money he was spending there because I actually got in a pavilion and had lock and key, not as good of a view, but just my overhead costs went way down. Right. And we, we learned to be more efficient in doing that show and, and, you know, bringing less gear and you know, working smarter. That was it. But that, that was one thing that we did of many. And, you know, Rob, you did the same thing with your show. You did many things. So, yeah. I went to CES early, actually, back back when it was Comdex. Right, before I went. But, you know, it's yeah. now, it's, it's and again, I, I like to run home to mama again about these types of things, but you got to do all of the above. You got to do everything. Yeah. And it's hard now. I it's mean, hard. It's not easy, and, it's, and it costs money to do it. Yeah, too. it does. So, and that's, that's the challenge for many podcasters. It's hard to get out there. And it's much more competitive now. I mean, it was not necessarily easier for us back then, but but there was less other people doing it. The challenge that we had in the early days was the fact that nobody really wanted to work with podcasters. Right. <laughs> so we had to convince them that we were doing something that was impactful. And, you know, you don't really have to do that now, but there's so many other people doing it now. And it's already recognized. It's just that you know, a lot of, a lot of times they're looking for the biggest, you know, of podcasting to, to work with. Right. So, so it, that's what makes it hard. It's part of my long time irritation and, and, and mm -hmm. we love podcast movement. We're going to be yeah. there, but you and I are going to be paid to be there. We're right. going to, we're working. We don't have to take vacation time, but everyone else that is there, they've got, most of those folks have a regular job. They're having to take PTO off for three, maybe four days. Yeah, and, it could cost like two grand. And airfare, hotel. Spending the money now. Now, if right. you if you're a new content creator, and right. you're going to invest and go to that show, this is the conversation, honey. Right. Uh, right. I want to go to a podcast conference, or or your partner, or your significant other, whatever it may be. I want to go to a podcast conference, and, and of my 15 days PTO I've got this year, I'm I'm going to use four of them to go to Nashville learn about this podcasting thing. That's going to, that's going to give us 11 remaining PTO days for the rest of the year. And you can come along and hang out and do a shopping or do whatever you want to do. Or if you want to, you know, again, I'm, t I'm not trying to gentrify this. I apologize if it sounds like it, but you're, you're, you have your partner go do whatever they want to do in Nashville. And the, but, but I've always said, if you can have a conference that runs Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you give the people that are the independent content creators the ability to not burn two days of PTO being at a conference and doing stuff. So what, so if, if we're telling content creators on this show, you need to go to events that are other than podcast movement to build your audience. If you need to go there and get educated and, and network and all that stuff, mm -hmm. applause, good for you. But are you able to build your show by going to some event, another event? 
I know that the other Rob half of years was at the Summer Nam show in Nashville last week. And, uh, you know, obviously he's, it was easy because he's, that was there in Nashville. He's going to go to Nashville, but you know, it's good. So in the end, I think when uh, you're an independent content creator, not being paid to do this, when you're starting to say, okay, I'm going to go four days to podcast movement. I'm going to go three days to some XYZ conference or XYZ event or symposium or, and try to make more content. You're talking about, Again, the PTO days start adding up now because I'm thinking this is a, the 98% of us that are working to build our shows and don't have any type of backing. It's, it's a hard, hard sell. If you're single, you, you make the decision to eat it. But most employers, you can't go up to your boss and say, hey, boss, can I have an extra four days off this year for my podcast? And they're going to say, who, wh where's your loyalty? You know, um, it, it, it can be of, a challenge. Yeah. S speaking of Nam, uh, Rob said it was a little bit of a ghost town. Oh, so that's, that's bad. There's only like a couple thousand people there as opposed to normally they usually get five to 10,000. A lot of companies so, are still not traveling. Yep. And I thought it was good news that Podcast Movement said that uh, they've almost sold out all of their what? blocks of rooms. Oh, awesome. At the uh, Gaylord in Nashville. So that may mean that at least we, we will have a decently attended event. Awesome. I'm not sure how big that block was. I don't we'll know see. either. Now, there is hotels across the street uh, from the Gaylord. So th th there is other hotels in the area that may be a little less expensive. Yeah. Um, so, so we may see some podcasters in different hotels. Um, the last time that I was there, I didn't stay at the Gaylord. I stayed at a, a hotel across the street. It was like 50 or $60 a night, less expensive. So I, I think, you know, I don't want to spend all the show on this, obviously, because we spent two hours on it before, but Anyone that listens to the show is listening to the show for any given amount of time will know that one, one solution does not fit all for growing a podcast, but it is by far the number one topic of podcasters, how to grow my show. So, right. Todd, I thought it was, I saw in, um, the pod news newsletter, um, an article about, uh, search discovery and how how podcasts uh, in in-app search discovery is still, I think, a, a real problem, right? It's it's not. I think if you look at it from the perspective of you know you you're using a podcast app and you're searching for a new show to listen to, right? Mm -hmm. uh, how good is the search result and what is that search result based on, right? Which is what this article was about, and it was really highlighting what the problems are. And that a lot of the listening apps just look at show title, maybe a little bit. Some of them look at show description. Uh, only um, a few. But, right. And it's, and it's very limited and very few of them actually uh, look at uh, episode level metadata, right. which would be episode title, episode uh, related descriptions. And there's really only, I mean, even on the, the title side, it, it looks like the, not that many 
of the apps actually look at the title uh, as a base for search results. Um, there's only like a, two or three different uh, podcast listening apps that actually even support that and even even fewer on the description of an episode, right? I think it's only pod, uh, Google Podcasts and Good Pods, which is a fairly small up, up-and-coming kind of community-based app around podcasts that's that's growing their their catalog as well. Um, so I think a lot of the listening apps could do a lot lot better on this side, but it does require some heavy programming on their side, and that may be why they haven't done it. It's, I know. Is there it's, any it's, thoughts that you have, Todd, on that? It's not heavy programming. It's getting out from underneath the Google, I mean, the Apple API. Well, if you're capturing the metadata, you should be able to still do it, right? If you, ha- okay. <laughs> I have an aggregated, okay. <laughs> but you may not be capturing all the metadata. Oh, l- to l- it, right? Let me just give you an idea why they most of them won't. Right. Do you know how much data I add to a database every day by indexing new episodes and capturing? Oh, it's a lot. Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, you know, I look at that bill number Mm -hmm. every month knowing it will never go down. It's only going to go up. It's only going to go up. And, you know, it's, 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 and I might, hit some tears to get some little cheaper pricing on for that storage, but right. usually not because usually what it takes is a much bigger server to run the database that all this data resides under. Right. And you, there's things you can do. You can do some mitigation issues. You can go back and look at shows that are dead that are, you know, completely, you know, pod faded and you can cull some of that data. And you, you can you can chop wood away from some of that and knock some of the branches down and, and you know, get, but the bulk of it is right. still there. And when you're adding millions of new episodes a month to a database and all that metadata, this is why apps, they don't want to store all that data. They want to, show, they want to store a title. Just, just enough. Just enough. Now, maybe they would be smart as a baby step to add episode titles. That would be a good, that would be a decent improvement on all of them, you know, and it's descriptions is a huge thing. It's huge. Yeah. Cause show notes are, can be pretty extensive. So (laughs) that's right. Yeah. But titles are usually short. It shouldn't spike their, their data needs well, too much. It, 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 it will. No, it does. Because if you're just storing. Well, it's, it's definitely going to grow. If it, you're but storing. Not, but you're, not as much as descriptions. Well, right. If you're storing, if you're storing the title of the show, right. you've got, you know, you've got 4 million entries. If you're, store, yeah. if you're storing the episode titles, you have essentially, if, if all those shows produce one episode a week, you're adding 4 million records. And it's not that big. But, you know, just as a number, mm-hmm. you're adding that many more records. And then any other metadata that you add, it's more data. And all of a sudden, they're going, my little podcast app that is not doing, is, you know, is a f- either freemium or premium. Right. You know, all of a sudden, I've got a server bill that I have to, you know. Yeah, because it's processing. Yeah, and I have to, I have to, well, it's not only that, servers are running. It's just not like it's sitting out there. 
you know, you have to, and not only that, you not have to run one server, maybe you have to run two, three, four, and then those are tied to a big database system that allows mm -hmm. you to scale. People right. have no idea what, so this is why <laughs> apps do not, because I'm getting, believe me, Angelo is in my hide months, about every three months, and he, he sends me a little note with a highlighter through database storage size and say, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to mm -hmm. do? I've got 16 years of data in that database. Yeah. So is, is, do I need to know what, ep what happened on this episode in 2006? No, not anymore. So thank you anchor, right? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Hold up. Um, <laughs> the, that's a, that don't, don't let me lose. Don't lose that. Um, so that's why do you want to hear my little note about anchor? Sure. Podcaster told me the other day that they, when they went to anchor, it's the first time she's ever pulled over in her car and cried. They moved from a fairly popular platform, not mine, not yours. Anchored it or no, no, podcast? this podcaster podcast. moved from a fairly popular platform, not yours or mine, to Anchor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything went sweet, handy, got the everything redirected, everything was good. And then all of a sudden, they had a second listing in Apple Podcasts for the same show. Oh, boy. I thought they stopped doing that. Well, they did, but this was, this was before, before, oh, okay. and it turned into this quagmire and she said, we lost listeners, a lot of listeners. Yeah, I'll bet. Right. And you split your audience, split your audience and right. no way to recombine them. And so she is and moving. She probably didn't know it. She probably didn't know it for a certain amount of time. Right. Uh, relatively quickly. Oh, she did. Yeah. But the damage okay. was, was already done. So she is, we're talking and she is now preparing to leave anchor and come over to blueberry. And, you know, we're having to assure her <laughs> that she's not going to pull over the side of the road and cry again. Right. So it's, it's, <laughs> you know, the, just it's, a, everyone is scared to move. It's not hard to move from host to host. We, tr we horse trade all the time. Podcasts move from Libsyn to Blueberry. Blueberry Libsyn, Libsyn to Podbean, Podbean to Libsyn. It's, it's this thing. And someone had a tracker at one time showing how many shows were moving. I think Cridlin had one of those. I should actually play his little, uh, little, little jingle here. But, you know, he had, uh, um, oh, there, there we go. Welcome to. Oh, no. It didn't switch. How come it didn't do that? Oh, never mind. Anyway, um, we did not. So people are scared of moving. There is a proper way to move. Talk to your oncoming, oncoming host, whoever you're going to. They all have instructions on how to move from me to Lib, from Blueberry to Libsyn, Libsyn to Blueberry, Libsyn to Podbean. We all have cheater notes to show you how all to right. do this without having an extinction event. Oh, and for gosh sakes, if you are running your website under a, a certain .com and you decide you're going to rebrand and just change the domain name on your website, 
that's probably not a good thing either. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. I you know, there's all all sorts of pitfalls going on. That's for sure. There's no pitfalls if you follow instructions. Right. Right. <laughs> but there can be. Someone posted the Pod happens. News host yeah. change link in our show uh, in our Facebook page. Thank you for that. <laughs> Todd, so, go ahead, Todd, Rob. you notice that the the Evergreen Podcast uh, Group, I guess it's a company, has purchased a radio station um, in Cleveland. Hmm. I guess they purchased a radio station complex. I'm not sure what that means, but it's. W D O K F M says the building is six times larger than evergreens current offices. And the company will employ 25 people by the end of the year. And the building is a radio lane, which I'm not sure what that is, but that name's unlikely to change for now as, as W D O K F M better known as Cleveland's star one Oh one has a uh, kind of, moved into the building, I guess. And, um, so, so I guess they've, they're getting in the radio side of things. So, so are podcasting they podcasting company has bought a radio, not the other way around radio, buying a podcast hmm. company. So does but, that mean they're, they're going to, uh, be in the gameplay here? I'm not sure what it means. It just, you know, I guess it's, it, the analogy that it brought to mind was, uh, Amazon saying for many, many years that they were going to put uh, brick and mortar out of business and, and look what Amazon did. They bought uh, whole foods. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a, you know, paint the picture. In one how, direction how do I and sign then, up to get my podcast on that platform where I can be on the radio? Uh, I don't know. Do you really want to be on the radio, Todd? Sure. Don't care where they listen long as they listen. All right. Well, I don't want to follow no radio format, though. So. Well, that's th that's a very interesting question. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah. Um, why why would you not want to follow a radio format if you're on a radio station? No, thank you. Doesn't work. It doesn't work <laughs> because you're a podcast, or it doesn't work for radio. It it, it doesn't work for this show. <laughs> so it doesn't work for your podcast yeah well and if they're yeah. going to be a podcast company on a radio station they can they can do their they well they're gonna to have to make money one way or the other mm -hmm. so i do want to bring up one thing i read here uh from from mr tom webster tom webster had a great point huh wait what that mm -hmm. phrase makes me nervous yes <laughs> indeed and uh he um of course, if you are subscribed to Tom's newsletter, you can buy him a cup of coffee. He's got a donation link. He really puts uh, time into these articles. So, I saw that. Yeah. So, he's so, quite a quite a writer. Yep. He's a, Tom, I you ever want to go ahead? I think he should write a book or you know write a movie script or something. Tom he's got you, that kind of ability. If you ever want to write for Blueberry, we pay our writers and uh, love to have you over there as a freelancer. Um Right. So right. his newsletter <laughs> is talking about uh, basically is podcasting a slowing market. And um, there was only one thing in here. And, and I just had to do this because I sent him a note on or sent him a tweet on Twitter about it. 
that he got wrong. Um, basically talking about um, measuring Spotify. And uh, just so everyone knows, uh, we do measure Spotify plays for non-exclusive Spotify shows. Every podcast host that I know of is on pass-through and we're able to get actual Spotify numbers. Uh, right. we, we don't get YouTube it's numbers. it's not streaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to. It's streaming, <laughs> downloading, playing, call it whatever you want. Uh, I know. I okay, agree with okay. that. I'm just telling you that, that <laughs> oftentimes that word streaming comes up in the most inappropriate places. So we sometimes. do have insight into Spotify. Now, YouTube, no. and But as no. far as I know, everyone else is on pass-through. So I, I, I did a little, did a little, a little poked him a little bit on. So, but it, this was a, this was a great article. But Joe Rogan is not on pass-through. Uh, no, he is not. And there is no measuring Joe Rogan except for on Spotify's platform. So, uh, but Todd, is that, cause it, I wonder, is Joe Rogan's podcast streaming to listeners or is it still a download? Oh, I bet it's streaming. Hmm. It's an interesting question. Or is all of the media delivery on I, I, to, I would to say the listener, all, they don't care. All of, I know they don't care, but all I, I would say all of the content on Spotify more than likely is delivered via HLS. Probably. Right? But Probably. I, I will go back and say again, please, if you have a successful YouTube channel, were you getting significant plays on YouTube as a podcaster? Please. Please. If you're getting at least 20% of your plays on YouTube, I want to hear from you. I want to look at your show because there's this continued narrative that people are, don't get me wrong. YouTube's a great search engine, great place to discover. But I just, I, I, until someone can show me some tangible examples of successful original podcasters putting their show on YouTube, let me see that. I'm talking about someone that's a podcaster with an RSS feed. That's well, a Todd, whole... I do know I've, I've worked with a few of them. Um, but what I see generally is that they're primarily YouTube creators, right? That's different. Well, it's not because they have a podcast and they also publish their audio podcasts into their YouTube channel. Okay. And but they have video. What I see is the short form video in, in YouTube. It depends on what it is, yeah. right? It's all content yeah. driven. But from what I see with this one creator, uh, is that their, their videos are very popular because they're short. And, but the topics align with the longer form audio that's, that they post, that's, that's, post up there as well. That's different, Rob. That, that's a pod, that's a YouTuber who has a podcast and it's a great, I would expect right. that to be semi-successful. Plus, Plus this, this creator also does uh, live radio too. So that's, that's fine. That, that's, I know, I I'm, know. Ta I'm talking about, let's just look at it. No, but what I'm trying to say about is that you, you can come from YouTube and create an audio program right. and then find success right. on right. YouTube with your audio program. If you align it with the video content. Right. And then I believe that you can go from being an audio podcaster to a video creator on, on YouTube, but you have to create a little bit different type of content over mm -hmm. there. I think it needs to be a little shorter in length. It needs to be more topic focused, yep. very keyword 
driven um, link bait almost uh, with the graphics and the images. Um, and, and, and I think you can drive uh, viewers to your channel off of the video that then will roll into your audio. So I think it depends on your strategy over there. If you just post like we do 90 minute yeah, audio yeah. episodes over there, you're, I don't think you're going to find the success. No. So for those of you that don't know, go and I give Tom credit here, go tomwebster.media, tomwebster.media, not.com, tomwebster.media and sign up for his newsletter. So you can, so you can get this. It's called, I hear things. And, uh, yeah, and Tom does a terrific job of kind of raising yep. important topics in the sure. space that need to be talked about. We don't always agree, but that's okay. And I'm here he's raising, having lots of fodder he's putting together for his keynote at Podcast Movement. So that will be yes. one we don't want to miss. I also heard Rob Walsh has gotten collecting a lot of fodder for his presentation at Podcast Movement as well. I saw one of the one of the things he collected the other day, and I kind of giggled. I'm like, Rob, you absolutely... You, you actually made a comment to me. I won't repeat on the air, but I don't have to wear a bulletproof vest. <laughs> Rob Walsh does. <laughs> I don't have to worry. Yeah. <laughs> We're safe. <laughs> right, right. Todd is safe for once. And I'm just, you know, I'm just, yeah, I'm teasing here, but uh, <laughs> Rob wow. breaks down some hard truth sometimes. And uh, right, truth he is. Hold, hold back punches. <laughs> not, a, not a yeah. bit, you know, right. from the top rope, you know, kind of like a world WWW wrestler, you know, comes off the top rope with a, with a body slam, you know. Yeah, I think he's uh, more of an. I think he's more on the MMA side. Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and you know, it's kind of funny is I was in a meeting with him recently and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be the IAB. by I'm it? not saying where I was a meeting at, but my mouth was about that wide open. And I actually, right. I actually sent him a text later. I in, in the, I said one word. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Holy cow. What is his what is his what is his title? Podcaster relations? It's definitely not corporate relations. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's funny. Yeah. 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 He should be <laughs> VP of protagonist. Right. <laughs> Poking the bear, man. Oh, man. Um, yeah, did you hear that the MV7 podcasting kit is now coming with a microphone mini tripod? Yeah, just a little bitty mini tripod. <laughs> it's a mini it's, tripod. It's cute. <laughs> yes, it's cute. Yes. It's and cute. also the fireside chat um, folks are going to be at Podcast Movement. Uh, oh, big time. But big time. Yeah. So, Rob, I, he I heard you made some commentary about RSS feeds in these platforms. Let us let us delve into that a little bit. Well, I I I've seen some commentary on on, on this about one of the things that can maybe possibly hold back the audience growth and expansion of content created on these social audio platforms, and that's the creation of RSS, right? Um, you know, a lot of this, I've been on clubhouse for a long time. A lot of content is created over there that, uh, kind of when the session's over, it disappears into the ether and that's 
that may be good for some of the sessions over there, but maybe, you know, I think as you look at uh, Fireside Chat, it's a good example. They're trying to become more of a, what is called a podcasting um, creation platform um, that's using social audio. So I just, you know, it was a comment that I've seen come around, you know, from other people as well, not just for me. I just happened to, to put it out as a idea off of my channel on Twitter, but it did Catch a, it did touch a nerve. No question. I would um, recommend anyone that is considering using Fireside that you read their terms of service very, very, very carefully. Mm-hmm. I think you should always do that, no matter what platform. There, there is some. Well, there is a paragraph in their terms of service that should give many podcasters pause. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to spoil the person who's going to write about it, but I saw the paragraph being called out and I think there's a pod, I think there's a blog post coming about it, but holy smokes. Um, yeah. They... Well, they, they're striving to be what they're calling the next evolution of storytelling. And I'm not quite sure how that meshes with my experience on Fireside. Um, it, it says it's where the world's greatest creators go to bring the audience into their story through an interactive virtual show. Mm-hmm. And it's still an invite only platform. I got so pull, pulled into it here in the last couple weeks, but so, the, you know, the, yeah. the, the question then is, you know, how, mm-hmm. how do you, okay. If you want to be everywhere like this show mm-hmm. where we're on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook live, YouTube live, we have a blog. We have a podcast RSS feed that does audio and video that goes to every destination on the planet. Um, and if you wanted to participate on that platform, it may not be possible doing a show like this that's multicasting. And right, so... It's, you know, it just appears to me like they want exclusivity to a certain extent of the content that's created over there. So we'll see. Um, Well, Todd, I think it's safe to say that any platform that wants to build, they want to have the best content they can get, right? Because they think that that's going to drive the most users. I think what um, what has been the reality of the podcasting space is that platforms that take that approach typically don't get as many listeners. <laughs> um, that's been the inverse of the big corporate philosophy that's been around for many, many years that goes back to the early days of media is that exclusivity and, um, and having a platform that has a limited selective selection of content has grabbed more audience in the past. Uh, look at radio, look at uh, television, look at all this stuff. But what's happened with the internet is that the platforms that have the most content and the most users are the ones that get used the most. Mar- so, yeah, that's Mar- the 
That's the issue. Martin asks, who's behind Fireside? Mark Cuban. The Mark Cuban is behind Fireside. Yeah, from Shark Tank, and he owns the the Dallas Mavericks, and is a he sold uh, what uh, his broadcast.com to Yahoo back in the early days of uh, online media for what I think he, he sold it for twelve billion. I he, think he was the dot com winner, winner chicken dinner at the time. Right. Yeah. He, and that's what funded his his current fortune that he has right now that he's been able to do all the things that he's been doing. So. Because nobody knew about Mark Cuban before that deal. No. <laughs> right. Well, you know, so, and it's, he's a, let's just be honest, you know, it's like, uh, you know, hit a home run. So, you know, congratulations to him. I don't begrudge anyone that uh, has a win like that. So. Yeah. so well, he was early, early to the game. You know, he was streaming online early. Um, I, I believe it was sports, um, sports teams back in those days. I don't I think remember. he was trying to build, build that stuff on, the on the real networks platform, I, I believe is what he was working with back then. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's going to be a podcast movement. He and, uh, his colleague, uh, are going to be doing, I, I, I guess, a keynote, um, at podcast movement. So just read the terms of service over there. Look at the uh, prohibited guest and pre-recorded content clause within their terms of service. Read that very, 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 very carefully. And uh, God, I, I, I haven't seen it. What does it say? Generally. Pre-recorded content slash prohibited guest. Broadcasting pre-recorded content is the sole content for your show is prohibited on Fairside. In addition... Only persons who have an account on Fireside may be invited to participate as a guest on any given Fireside show. Streaming guests from third-party tools such as Zoom through a single user stream is prohibited. So you have to use their tools to be able to get into a show. So you can't be running a Fireside stream and having me be on like we are here I have to have a user account on Fireside and be participate through their platform, not brought in from some other with another technological means. So, in other words, right. So, what they're trying to do is probably some copyright protection. Number one, because re pre recorded content that could mean. <laughs> You know, something's been pre-recorded and then they just dump it in. Um, yeah, it could be broadcast. Or right. It could be, so that's could why be they require all those that are going to be speaking to have a Fireside account to participate as a guest. So to me, that's, that's just a deal killer for using that platform and trying to do what we do here and multicast and be everywhere. Well, I don't think that you would want to multicast to that platform anyway. I'm not sure that it's it's conducive to that. Well, when we were on Clubhouse for a while there, That's you true. patched me in, and I, you know, mm-hmm. now I, I came in via. I was sitting there and silenced myself, so I guess there's always a way around things, but hmm. yeah. So. Anyway, I just thought that clause was relatively curious. Well, 
I wonder if if you can use like a like a roadcaster. No. Thing. No, nope, can't bring anybody in. Third party third party tools. Hmm. They have to go into they have to go in via Fireside's app. And they have to have a user account. So did it so did it say anything about recording on external tools? Nope. Okay, that's good. Well, maybe they haven't got to that point of the terms of service yet, but. Well, like I can, I can record clubhouse sessions. Right. If you announce it. Yeah, right. I mean, you have to let people know that you're recording because sure. clubhouse doesn't record and this platform is going to record because it is a on-demand playback platform. Mm-hmm. So you, you do the show live. Mm-hmm. You bring your guests in somehow. I don't know how this storytelling piece fits into all that, but that's the infrastructure that I've seen and it gets recorded. The session gets recorded and it shows up as a episode list um, from you. And they also, I believe list the shows that you've been a part of. So like, let's say I was a guest on another person's, show that was recorded on the platform, it shows up on my profile as me being a guest on that. So other show. do you have an RSS feed? You can submit to Apple podcasts from that platform. I don't, I, I don't have anything that I can say too much about that. Oh, mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, isn't that interesting? It is interesting. Well, good. This is good news. If they're not going to provide an RSS feed, that's great news. That is absolutely fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. Another platform that uh, I don't have to contend with. Beautiful. Right. It- <laughs> but but they have stated publicly that they're going to be supporting podcasting. Oh, in okay. What, in in what they're doing. In what they're doing. Hmm. Okay. So take that for what it means. Yeah. That whoever's definition of podcast, whatever you know, whatever. Uh, lots of definition of podcast going on right now. You know, lots. Oh, well, I think that there's only one that yeah that but, we care about. Yeah, that we care about, but you know, the general public may not care about otherwise. Let us, uh, I do want to make an announcement. I do want to thank uh, Linktree for coming in and being a key sponsor for the podcast awards. Yeah, that's fantastic. This is the first uh, big commercial sponsor in in a very, very long time. So this is, uh, this is pretty big. Mm -hmm. So um, they're check cleared and uh, you can go over to Link tree and how that works is l-i-n-k-t-r dot e forward slash podcast awards and you can see our link tree so i have a link tree off of my twitter oh you do profile right so i was going to see if my something i bought is live yet let me look uh See if it's still live. It's not live yet. I I have a surprise coming. I I got inspired, so hmm. time will tell. 
So, Todd, I've got another topic that I would like to talk about. Go ahead. And and get your your views on. But do you think in the next couple of years we're going to see a significant expansion of advertising outside of the United States into podcasts? About time. I know that the the ACAST folks have been pushing the envelope on this for, for a while. And I know there's a few other companies that are doing it as well. Um, I just, I think it's been slow to develop, um, outside of the U S. Um, well, you know, here's the, here for English speaking podcast, you're going to get Canada, United States, UK, and a few other English speaking, Australia, Australia. But But there's a lot of countries outside of the U S outside of those that you just listed that consume a lot of English. I understand. I understand that. But for major deals, those are the handful that are going to get deals. And then if you have a Spanish spoken podcast, you're going to do well on Spanish spoken country specific advertising. You know, that, that, that is to be said. And if you speak French or if you speak Portuguese or German or whatever it may be, yeah, I think there's going to be major expansion but the the problem though is is it takes a special type of advertiser. Now who who can pull that off? Well, well maybe the advertisers are going to have to come from each of those countries or the divisions of those big companies within those countries. So it'll be, you know, Ford in the UK or Ford in right. Japan or wherever it may be because the this models where, that, Yeah, this is where dynamic ad insertion comes into play. <clears throat> it, well, there okay, so there lies the problem. Right. Um, I haven't looked at this show lately. I was just. I mean, it's it's not an infringement of listeners' privacy too much. No, 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 no. Target based on geographic location. So, so I think that you can certainly run campaigns for companies in Spain Mm -hmm. if your English-speaking content gets listened to a lot in Spain. Right is what I'm saying. So, I think that's kind of the next thing that started. You know, I saw that the. The crooked media is getting, um, this is a podcast platform or not platform, but a, a podcast network, uh, I guess just did a deal with ACAST to, to get, uh, more international ads and, uh, shows. And I know that, um, Dax up in Canada has been doing that for, um, for English speaking content that's going into Canada where you would dynamically insert Canadian advertisers into podcasts coming out of the U S that are heard in Canada. Mm-hmm. So you would strip out the, the, the U S centric advertisers and you would substitute the Canadian advertisers in the same show that happens to be listened to in Canada. So if I look at this show and, um, I look at the full list mm-hmm. in, this is kind of interesting. This is something you probably didn't know. Here is the rundown by country. Um, who listens to this show? Uh, United States, France, Canada, UK, Australia, Mexico, Japan, Honduras, Netherlands, Slovenia, Ireland, Spain, Denmark, Portugal, Germany, Vietnam, Singapore, India, Saudi Arabia, Greece, New Zealand, Puerto Rico, Brazil, Malaysia, Korea, Philippines, Bahamas, Israel, Belgium, Finland, South Africa, Bulgaria, Taiwan, Sweden, Norway, Estonia, Indonesia, Sri Lanka, Luxembourg, and Tanzania, and the last and and last Italy, 
And basically, Sweden, Norway, Estonia, Indonesia, Sri Lanka, Luxembourg, Tanzania, and Italy had one download each. <laughs> ever? ever no, in, ever in, in, the month of, in the month of June. Oh, just in the month of June. Okay. In Taiwan, Bulgaria, and South Africa, we had two downloads each. Three, right, bring it on. Finland and Belgium, Israel, Bahamas, Philippines, Korea, four downloads each. Malaysia, Brazil, five. Now we're getting in some real numbers. New Zealand, Greece, Saudi Arabia, seven downloads. India, Singapore, Vietnam, nine. Germany, Portugal, Ger Germany, Portugal, Denmark, and Spain made it all the way to 14. So we're getting pretty close to the top 10. <laughs> Where do you think we have more than 100 listeners outside of the United States, France, Canada, and UK? Nowhere else. Nowhere else, yeah. That's for eight episodes, or how many we did in June. Right. Our numbers in the United States are great. France is kind of shocking to me, actually. Who's listening in, in France? Please check in. We want to hear from you. Well, and, and, and for what I hear, France actually has their own um, podcast metric standards. Well, our show is being measured on the U.S. standards. So um, <laughs> we, 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 you know, we thank you and the, those of North Canada and the U.K. and Australia. You know, it, 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 it's pretty amazing here where this show is reached. Now, let's talk about your advertising thing. We're in 41 countries in June. If this show was taking advertising globally, mm -hmm. well, yeah, we can, we can run ads in Spain. No problem. 14 downloads was what we can deliver for the month. Right. You kind of following my point here? <laughs> Do you think that we're a, a a good example to provide on this? Yes, this we show? are, because most are most shows don't have forty one countries tuning into their shows. Hmm. Okay. We we, we have. I mean, a, if you're looking at a bigger bigger show, that's let's, let's oh, say getting a million downloads. Well, that's 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 a whole different deal. I can't. I, I know it is. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> and, and and so there's not very many of those. Yeah, that's true. So we need more of those. We do, we? we do. You know, and and I've looked at some very very big shows that, but it it you'd be shocking how it still kind of runs this way. You know what what's 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 in common here? Now it's probably proportional, right? I would have never expected France to be number two in June for us. That that must be a fluke. And you know, let me look at well, May. Well, they've got a pretty pretty aggressive uh, expansion of podcasting. Um, there in France, May, from what I'm hearing. May was the same. We had significant numbers in, in May. From, so there's something afoot there. So far in July, how's it looking? So in, okay. <laughs> All right. So, so far in July, uh, the French have disappeared. Well, they're, 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 they're here, but they are not in the top five anymore. It's summer, Todd. They're on vacation. Well, they actually are. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, we're, we, we speak English. We're a big English draw show. So that makes sense. But yeah. this show, it would, 
it just makes absolutely no sense. And I think some shows will make absolutely no sense to do an ad inserted ad buy for Portugal. Well, Portugal is a tiny country too. So keep that in mind. Oh, wait a minute. That's true. So we, let's, let's think about, let's say Brazil then. Right. Okay. They speak, they speak Portuguese in Brazil. Right. And, um, it would make no sense to run an ad for this show where we're not getting hardly any, what, that, that makes us no money. That doesn't cover expensive ad insertion. So where foreign advertising is going to go, is going to build is in, if you have a show in Brazil or Spain right. or Mexico or, UK, or India or, yeah. And those in Canada, if you really follow the rules, some of you, depending on which province you're in, you have to do legally, <laughs> you know, you may have to run that advertisement in both English and French. So that's true. And the, the Latinx report that Edison just released came out with significant numbers around shows that are what they call bilingual productions. I don't know if you saw that Todd, right. but those are shows that um, deliver the content in um, in kind of hybrid English Spanish. Um, you know, I don't know what's the right word to say, but they use Spanish as well as English uh, spoken content in the in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I was going to share with you guys that are listening to the show. We'll tell you where the majority of you are listening from. Uh, not surprisingly, Michigan, California, Texas, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Florida, Ohio, Georgia, and New York make up top 10. Lowest number of listeners. Oh, that's interesting. So podcasts have been delivering advertisers through dynamic ad insertion to different parts of the country mm-hmm. of the U.S. of the yeah. U.S. for many years. I, I did it back when I was working at Podcast One. So like a chain like AutoZone has stores in 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 the southeast of the of the United States. All those episodes that were delivered to um, the states in the southeast would get delivered the AutoZone ads because that's where they have their chain stores. So you know you can you can target via geographic in country as well as um, outside of the country of the U.S. Right. When I look at the map for this show. It's kind of interesting how it runs. We have obviously almost no listeners in, you know, the the northern midsection of the United States. But, you know, still high populations areas, Los Angeles, Seattle, Portland, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, um, almost all the way through Florida, uh, Atlanta, uh, Knoxville, Washington, D.C., Philly, New York. Uh, even good listenership up in Boston. Uh, thank you, Tom. Um, then a whole segment right here in Michigan, which part of that's probably me, Grand Rapids, um, Detroit area, um, Phoenix and Salt Lake. We have good listenership. Our Albuquerque, our Nevada is kind of thin. Actually, Nevada listeners are kind of thin. We do have people, so listener out in Alaska, thank you so much. Appreciate you being here. And uh, out in Hawaii, man, none of my peeps over there love us anymore. We have no listeners in Hawaii. 
<laughs> well, you turned your back on them, Todd. That's exactly it. But it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, when you go to think about targeting, you know, and it really, every podcast audience is different. So even within the United States, we'd probably do a good, okay if we ran in Dallas, Seattle, Portland, New York, Boston, Atlanta, and again, almost all the way through Florida. We'd probably do the best with advertising deals focused on those geographic areas. Well, Todd, uh, we should do a new media show tour at some point. <laughs> sure. So we do some live live shows. So the best place we should go, um, the number one place will be Lansing. Number two will be New York, New York. Number three will be Philly. Number four will be Los Angeles. Five will be Dallas. Six will be Boston. Seventh will be Cleveland. Eighth will be in Atlanta. Ninth will be in Washington, D.C. And 10 in Phoenix. So that's the lineup. That's where we're going. Lansing, Michigan, New York, New York, Philly, L.A., Dallas, Boston, Cleveland, Atlanta, Washington, D.C., and Phoenix. We might even go to Chicago, too. Yeah. That's where, to me. That's where a Sounds majority, good. well, the high majority of this audience tunes in from. Isn't that kind of interesting? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not recommend that we go to Bakersfield, California, not Bend, Oregon, Burlington, Vermont, Kansas City, Missouri, Tri-City, Tennessee, Springfield, Massachusetts, Grand Junction, Colorado, Tallahassee, Florida, Mobile, Alabama, Fairbanks, Alaska, Fort Myers, or Charleston, South Carolina. We may not make our money back in those markets. Probably not. Because no. all of those had one, one one download so far this month in July. <laughs> so what's our, our audience in Nashville? Nashville. I got to search. I think it's pretty small. Nashville, Tennessee is around 800. Oh, okay. In June. So far in July. Oh, in July. Oh, Okay. If we could get 800 people to show up. Yeah, that would be great. That, that, that would work. Of course, that's probably total downloads. Yeah, that's so. across all episodes for the month of July. So split that amongst how many episodes we've done. So three, four. Four. So it's yeah. maybe 200. <laughs> 200 people could potentially but, show but up. But 200 and, you know, 100 bucks a head. That, you know, I think that'd be worth the trip. 100 bucks. Sure. Yeah, might as well. Martin was asking about India. Now, Martin, if we're going to do a show, this show in India, um, 24, 24 people would show up uh, from the whole country of India for this podcast. <laughs> wow. So are we in uh, Ghana and I, I think I think we are probably. And okay. if I was looking at clients, let me go over here and look, see a full client list and I'll do it. Todd, I wanted to talk about one last. Go topic ahead. Go ahead. With, with us uh, on on the show today, uh, I'm sure everybody saw that uh, Pocket Cast. Oh yes. <laughs> got, got acquired by Automatic, mm -hmm. which is the owner of a WordPress. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Where there else have some, where where else have they made an investment, Rob? Hmm. Where is the other place that they made an investment? I'm not sure, Todd. Why don't you tell us? Castos. 
Castos. And who does Castos? What or plugin? Castro? Castro or Castos, Castos, I think is the name of it. Okay. Who, who is, which plugin does Castos run? Yours. Not ours. Oh. They have their own plugin. Oh. 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 Do you not okay. think the acquisition of Pocket Cast didn't get my attention? Yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> they also own Tumblr, which really is kind of yeah. fallen from grace out there. But um, here's my <clears> prediction: <throat> they're going to put, they're going to those that are on work. They're not going to do anything to impact. I don't think their WordPress.org installed base. I don't think they're going to hurt their plugin developers there. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. But I wouldn't be surprised to see a plugin go on in the WordPress.com offering. Some mm -hmm. integration there based upon investment dollars so far. Because, so, we'll see. Uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just. <clears throat> I'm not quite sure. Hmm. hmm. This has me thinking. Yeah, um, it should. <laughs> in January of 2021, after NPR, uh, National Public Radio used to own Pocket Cast. Just to let everybody uh, refresh everyone's memory on this, um. And I guess they lost $812,000 um, in just, I guess, just prior to this deal. So I, I do know that they've lost some key executive staff. So there was definitely something brewing here. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm a little bit perplexed on what, uh, what they have in mind for this and why they think this is a good time to pick it up. Well, um, I get the distinct opinion based upon the statements made by the team down in Australia on Pocket Cast that 2020 was kind of rough. Yeah. And um, yeah. from their app standpoint, and it's known that NPR lost $800,000 on Pocket Cast. Yeah, that's, that's the number I just gave us. Oh, yeah. So $812,000 loss. So probably a couple hundred thousand in salary. And then I don't know how many people pocket cast employees. Well, they lost their CEO. Remember about a year ago. So it's, there was something, going this on. is going to be, you know, I, WordPress, <laughs> you know, whew, makes me go. Hmm. 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 It says, uh, WordPress says, we will explore building deep integrations with WordPress.com. WordPress.com. Yeah. Right. Right. Which might mean they have aspirations as a podcast hosting company. Potentially. But they need a plug-in hmm. because out of the box, WordPress is not podcast ready. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to speculate too much on this at this point. Yeah. And I hate to give anybody any ideas, but they're, <laughs> right. you know, they're not stupid over there. <laughs> right. Hmm. 
yeah. if it goes into WordPress.com, that doesn't hurt me too much. I can see where you might be a little concerned, Todd. Hell yeah. <laughs> they understand RSS after all. Oh, yeah. yes, they do. They understand it very well. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I, I think the thing that um, is potential it, is that. Is there another acquisition in the works? So here's the thing. There is a. Um, Mm, for a better word, there's a reason the pod, that that plugin is called simple. <laughs> Starts with the word simple. It's because it doesn't have it. It it has a and it it's a very narrow focus of types of podcasts that it supports. Hmm. And you don't see that plugin running five six hundred shows as on a network and that kind of stuff. So, or have you know lots of functionality deep functionality but again it is what it is so hmm. yeah so it's not you know definitely something for me to you know consider ponder. sure so we Probably just have more than ponder well ponder. we just have to keep doing what we do and do it well yeah right that's all that's all you've ever been able to do mm-hmm because 800 pound gorillas have arrived and if you can't beat them join them i don't know how big um automatic is as a company oh, i think they're pretty big uh, let's let's see if we can find any information i know they've been around a long time yeah um and they rely, you know, and they rely on the open source community. Uh, I mean, it, it seems like these guys came out of nowhere, but in some ways, maybe we shouldn't be surprised. In the last run, the company was valued at $3 billion. The company has 1,273 employees as of September 2020. And the founder is marked as Matt. Matt Mulwig. Yep. And he is a podcaster himself. Hmm. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. He's he's been around a long time. Where's his, his company is podcasting? Let's see. And they're in San Francisco. Let's see if I can find his podcast. Uh, yeah, he does a podcast himself called. Um, Distributed with Matt Mulwig. Hmm. Where is it hosted at? The Knowledge Project. Let's see if I can, I'll go to his RSS feed. See if I can tell in there. I'm sure he's hosting it on his own platform, I would imagine. So, hmm. Doesn't. Doesn't really, doesn't really show. Okay, let's see if I can find an episode link. Doing the old sleuthing. Hmm. It's hosted off a distributed dot blog. Hmm. Wonder what that is. That's his. Well, go to distributed dot blog. 
Yep. It goes back to his website his podcast websites. So he's he's hosting his podcast yep. on his own website. Yep. Yep. Which is probably on WordPress. I'll which bet. is interesting here because let me look at this. Uh huh. Proudly powered by WordPress. Yeah, I know that, of course. Right. But I'm trying to, I'm doing a little sleuthing here. Uh, in his RSS feed, I do not see, he's definitely not using PowerPress. No. No, it, that has, but he's use, using WordPress's category podcast. Yeah, he's using category podcasting, feed, yeah. Which is which, definitely a, which 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 raises WordPress. which raises my eyebrow because that is kind of formulated around what how we kind of make podcast feeds too so that's what made me kind of go look at this real quick but yeah, mm-hmm. anyway we'll see we will see I don't think there's any really significant clues there about anything but oh I think uh, there is I think. <laughs> <laughs> you do you know that's it's just uh too many coincidences here not 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 to be uh one of those things <laughs> not to be one of those things yeah so anyway hmm. yeah i was actually gonna bring it up earlier so and his image link is coming off a uh il.wp.com which is a wordpress.com domain mhm all right well i got got well, everyone got everyone thinking now don't we yeah we do and we didn't even say it <laughs> <laughs> oh yep so all right. Well, I guess we did in a way. Yeah, we did. So, you know, it is what it is. And uh, you just have to, you know, as, and like any company, we have to all keep uh, innovating and hope that you build enough uh, loyalty within the stack to, you know, and provide enough features and services that, that people are, you know, appreciative of and continue to move forward with. You know, we, one thing I will say is, uh, you know, from Blueberry's standpoint, you know, we've spent really the last year and a half, two years re, I guess a better word is re, restacking the stack. And some of that is going to start to be shown in fruition here in, in due order because it's now all in beta test and we're going to cut it loose a few podcasts, not all of it, parts of it. So it's, it's part of a huge, 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 huge effort. So, you know, you guys go from Libsyn 4 to Libsyn 5. I'm going from Blueberry 1 to Blueberry 82 in oh. one full swoop. Wow. <laughs> it is really not 82, but, you know, that's kind of the monumental leap we're going to make with the platform. It's, so, a big, it's a big leap. Yeah, yeah it's a big leap. So, so did you see this other article on The Verge uh, from, was it Ashley Carmen? Uh, she you wrote an article here recently, I guess it was on July 16th. So it's been, been a few days now, um, called the next big social network trend. 
Guess what it is, Todd? What, Podcasting. What's the next big? Nope. What is it? Short form audio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Podcasting. <laughs> what does that mean to you? It says, oh, and the sub subhead of the article is forget long clubhouse convos. These founders see voice notes as the future. Voice notes. Voice notes. So short form voice notes. Because there's multiple startups right now, Todd. Um, one's called Beams. One's called Quest. And another one's called uh, Pluto with a D. And <clears throat> excuse me. And, and Facebook announced a platform called Soundbites. Okay. So. I'm not quite sure what that means. So is a sign by, um, a sign by three minutes, two minutes, four minutes? Uh, I don't see an assigned time frame or duration issue. They're kind of excluding clubhouse because clubhouse can be mm -hmm. <clears throat> really are a minimum of an hour, really, when it comes right down to it. And I guess th there's another platform called Racket. Well, I, I, I want to send a word of congratulations out to short, form queen Ming Young Fogarty because hasn't she hit a milestone here? Yeah. 15 years, right? Yeah. The term that's being used also, and this is a new term, <clears throat> and I did uh, refer to it in my Twitter post about um, social audio, um, is the term micro podcasting. Hmm. Podcast, podcast, podcast. We don't care how it gets there, how it does, as long as it's feeding via an RSS feed. Keep going, keep going back to that. This article <clears throat> states that um, notably, none of these apps offer RSS feeds to distribute content to other apps. Basically, setting up the problem. It, it says here, RSS is a problem, even because it doesn't allow for social networks to grow in one app. <clears throat> Hmm. Well, yes, I think the problem with RSS is when you look at podcasting, it's like a decentralized technology that doesn't, that wasn't made to be a social network. <clears throat> so, right. Well, time will tell. Lots of people that have predictions. We'll see what happens over time. Rob, we're at the end. We are. We're over. Yeah. We're not keeping them to, to two hours. Not today. No, not at all. And uh, I'm just about out of energy. I, I didn't. I slept short last night. Oh, I don't. If anybody hear that, every before you you sleep short. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a good night's sleep last night. Well, good. So I'm glad good. you did. So I can I can charge <laughs> forward if you want to go to two hours. No, so. we're done. So I'm Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. We'll be back here on Wednesday at. 3 p.m. Eastern live. Of course, you can catch the podcast uh, being released probably, you know, 18 to 24 hours later. It depends on how fast I get it out. Got the last one out quick. Um, but uh, Todd, I have a lot of energy right now. Maybe we should go, go back to doing Saturdays now. Rob, uh, you, you're more than welcome to find another co-host for Saturday. We can bring a third party in. No problem. 
Uh, I'm just joking with you. That's a great idea for you to pursue. Or you can okay. go solo. You can do a solo. Here. I can really. I you, could do a solo. Yeah, you can. Media show? You can make it the Libsyn show, and then I will come right in over the top. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> so, any updates about podcast movement before we leave? Uh, I, I mean, it's our sessions coming together. Um, so, look for us on August sixth at two fifteen. We're going to be on the main stage doing it, doing it live. Doing it live for an, for an hour and 15 minutes. Doing it live. So are you going to bring the your larger uh, version of the New Media Show logo that you can put up on stage again, Todd? You bring the three by three? I'm not putting, yeah, the I'm big not, one. I'm not putting that in suitcase. Sorry. They can put it on well, the screen behind us. So how did you get it to the last? Uh, because the person that made it for me brought it. He gave it oh. to me at the show. Yeah, I see it, what you did. Yeah, it's hanging on. I got two of them here. One's on the floor and one's hanging on the, on the wall out here. Well, you can always ship it to Nashville, right? <sighs> Rob, I, I will think about it. Because we'll get done and then the mad rush to FedEx happens as soon as we right. get done. That's true. Well, you're already going to be FedExing stuff anyway, right? Yeah. Nope. Our stuff gets left right on the floor, right by the booth. They pick it up. We don't, we don't do that silliness no more. They ship it. The the convention we pay the we pay the extortion fee to have the the, the exhibition people ship it. So Todd, did you hear that all the booths at Podcast Movement are going to be cornered? I heard that now? today. Did you hear that? Wow! So much for having booth priority pick. How is that going to work? They're all going to be distanced from each other too, so it's going to be very anti or very anti competitive kind of thing, right? There's not going to be as many you know, nerf fights going on that normally goes on. Well, I guess I can bring a few more pull-up banners then. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're going to be able to expand your booth, right? Because there's going to be more room. Around I've already got now. a 10 by 20. So I don't know if I need much more room. I, I, we certainly don't need more and more room cause we have a 10 by 20 yeah. and another 10 by 10. So yeah. <laughs> are they all co-located or are they in different locations? Uh, the, the advertised cast folks have their own booth oh, okay, out in the hallway okay, okay. and our 10 by or eight by 10 by 20, whatever it is, is in the exhibition area. I so gotcha. I, I'm not sure where we are in conjunction to where you are, but mm. I haven't seen the map. Lately. I think we're, I think I saw where you were originally. I don't know. I haven't. I, hey, Dan, we want to see the new floor plan. It'd been nice to have been shown that. Did you also see where there, there's going to be like little buttons that we wear with colors on it that designate our, our social ability? Mine will be green. Mine will be too. I'm going to be green. Come on up and give me a hug. Right. Right. Thought that was or, interesting. or a handshake or a, your elbow or high five or whatever you want to do. Or heel. But the, you know, the hotel is not doing masks. But they're recommending mask at the event, which is kind of. And I did see in the comments in the email, I, I, I was laughing at this a little bit, that um, they're okay with speakers up on stage wearing masks while they're doing their presentations. Well, they have to. They have to march the party line, Rob. I know they do, but it's, I thought it was a little humorous. So yeah, and all the microphones will be sanitized between that's good. sessions. That's a good yeah. idea. 
It should be done all the time, regardless. <laughs> you know, it should be done all the right. time. And right. most of the times right. we're on labs anyway, so. So don't be surprised if you go to podcast movie and you hear, you know, you see these little idiosyncrasies where you see someone walk into a room and they have a a red button on their chest and everybody stays away from them like they're the plague. I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. Come on. I hope not. I hope not too. It's kind of, it's kind of being set up to be like that though. I hope not. Make it green. Right. Make it rain. Make it rain. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's something that we will not be experiencing unless they're creating their own weather inside of this. Atrium. No, right. rain is green. <laughs> oh, I, oh yeah. that kind of rain. Right. I like that kind of rain. I do too. Well, oh, we've lost uh, the audience. They're gone. How do you, how do they, how do they reach you? Um, I can be found on Twitter at Rob Greenlee and you can send me an email if you want. Rob G at Lipson.com. Happy to hear from you and talk to you and see what you're up to. You're bound and determined to try to take us to two hours again. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time here on the new media show. Everyone take care. Be safe out there. Bye-bye. Bye.